makers of Chase and Sanborn Coffee bring you Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, and Mortimer Snurd with Ray Noble and his orchestra, Joan Merrill, yours truly, Jim Amici, and Charlie's special guest, Orson Welles. Now we have a song by that lovely, vivacious, charming personality, none other than... Your obedient servant, Orson Welles. You may applaud if you care to. What is it? That's quite all right, gentlemen. Don't bother to curtsy. Orson Welles. Long time no see. But not long enough. Yeah. Ah, Charles, Charles, it's indeed a great pleasure to meet my old compatriot and worthy opponent of many a battle of wits. Yeah? Mm. Gee, do you mean that, or, or is this a booby trap? <laughs> yes, Charles, I really mean it. Well, that's nice, gentlemen. Then we should have a very pleasant reunion this evening. Oh, huh? I'm sorry, Edgar, but I must hurry off to give a very important lecture at the museum tonight. Yeah. You give a lecture at the museum? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'll have you know I have brains. I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> no, you're not, no. Charlie, but let's attend Orson's lecture tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that has possibilities, yeah. Well, I doubt if you can find me. I'll be on the third floor among the anthropoid apes. Well, wear your hat so we'll know you. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> We have very funny lines here tonight, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, please uh, stick to the script, Orson. Maybe you can't read. Oh, no. Uh, well, I shall prove it. I shall prove it by doing a uh, reading as only Orson Welles can do it. Would you like to hear a soliloquy from Hamlet or a speech from Julius Caesar? I'd like to hear a song from Joe Merrill. Oh, that's nice of you, Charlie. I'll be glad to sing for you. You mean I don't give my reading? Uh, no. Very well. May I say it was nice being among friends? even though they weren't mine. <laughs> Goodbye. And now, Joni, getting back to your song. How many hearts have you broken? Oh, I really haven't kept track. <laughs> Must be hundreds, even thousands. Must add them up sometime. <laughs> How many hearts have you broken? With those great, big, beautiful eyes Those great, big, beautiful eyes That tell such beautiful lies How many times have you kissed somebody Like you kissed me just then I don't believe you mean it But baby, kiss me again How many hearts have you stranded On the dreamy road to romance Maybe I'll take a chance I need some lovin' I just can't resist you Even though I'm wise To how many hearts you have broken With those great, big, beautiful Romance, baby, I'll take a chance I 
need some lovin'. Just can't resist you, even though I'm wise to how many hearts you have broken with those great big beautiful Oh, Mr. Bergen? Yes, Charlie? You know, it's uh, it's getting mighty close to Halloween time now. Yes. And uh, I was uh, I was wondering what you were going to do to make my Halloween a happy one. I see. Just wondering how much you were going to do. That's all. I see. Well, of course, Charlie, I do want to do something. Oh, I just knew you'd come through. Yes. Could you give me an inkling? Well... Ah, yes, yes, I know what I'll do. What? I'll, um, I'll tell you a ghost story. A ghost story? Yes. Can you afford it? Oh, yes. <laughs> I say, Edgar, old boy, uh, couldn't you tell us one now? Well, I'd be glad to, Ray. <laughs> yes, I love ghost stories, you know. They frighten me out of my wits. It does me good to get out once in a while, you know. <laughs> May I listen to? Well, of course, Joni. You know, I'd better hold your hand. You know, you might get scared. Oh, Charlie, I'm not afraid of ghosts. Oh, you're not, huh? Well, I am, so you better hold mine, then. <laughs> there. You comfy now? Hmm? Comfy yet? Oh. Now, first of all, do you folks believe in ghosts? I hardly believe in people. All right. <laughs> well, you'll believe this one because it's not only a ghost story, but it's an actual experience. Yeah. They all start that way. <laughs> this one is an actual experience. Tell it, don't sell it. All right. <laughs> You'll find this story very fascinating. Well, hold everything while I put on my fascinator. Yes, all right. <laughs> to begin with, a friend of mine named Joe Franklin bought an old eight-room house in Hoosick Falls, which is a small town in Upper New York. How far is Hoosick Falls? From where? Thank you. <laughs> Doesn't seem like the right answer. No, no. Well, anyway, my friend bought this old eight-room house. Was it a two-story? No, it's a ghost story. All right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Joan, it was a two-story house. But the upstairs was never used. Why? Because there was a rumor that it was haunted. It was, huh? Yes. It was what? Haunted. Inhabited by ghosts. Such yeah, but uh, look, uh, didn't Joe Husick know that before he bought the place? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Ray, his name is Joe Franklin, and the house is in Hoosick Falls. I see. Yeah. Well, you want to watch that, Edgar? Yes, I would. Careful. <laughs> you mean. Careful. I don't know. He's really sharp. Yes, yeah, yeah. Did, did Joe Falls know that when Hoosick was haunted? Oh, not please. <laughs> the name is Franklin, and the house was in Hoosick Falls. Well, don't get sore. Don't get sore. It was an eight-story, two-room house. No, I mean, no, no. What you mean it was an eight-house, two-story room? Yeah, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> Sounds very unlikely. Yeah. Anybody live in it? Well, of course. Hoosick lived downstairs. Now, wait and raised goats upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I got well, that Wait one. a minute. Who lived in what? Mr. Poughkeepsie lived in Schenectady. Oh, now stop it, Charlie. Now, if you don't want to hear this story, say so. So? No, no. <laughs> 
now, come on, chaps. Huh? Oh, no, come on, fellas. I mean, uh, Edgar, tell us the rest of the story. Now, well, uh, now, wait a minute, let's get this clear. Yeah. What is your friend's name? Oh, let's forget he's my friend. Oh, all right. Yes. Oh, forgetting friends, that's fine, huh? Too good for him. No, no, I'm not too good for him, and I'm not forgetting friends. You're not? No. Isn't so, Berkin, isn't so? No, no. I shall proceed. I was the first person brave enough to enter this house and spend the night in the upstairs bedroom. Stout fella. Stout fella. <laughs> the man has good... Jaw... <laughs> Gumption. <laughs> Fooled you, didn't I? Yes, yes, yes. Boldly, I walked up the stairs and bravely I entered the room. And then you fainted. No, I didn't. <laughs> At the stroke of midnight, I heard peculiar noises as if someone were tapping on the walls. And I heard footsteps footsteps on the ceiling. Where? Uh-huh. Snootful, huh? No, no, no. First I thought the noise was a ghost, and then I thought it wasn't, and then I thought it was. Well, this is no time for shilly-shallying. Either it was or it wasn't. Let's face it. Then all of a sudden, a white figure seemed to be moving around the room, moving around without a head. I say, you know, that's quite a coincidence, old boy. Yeah. really is. Yes, the other day, you know, there was something running around my room without any legs. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was it? Water, old boy. Water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Well, that settles it. Settles what? Yeah. I'm not going to finish the story. Fine. I am not going to make a fool of myself. Oh, I don't know about that. Yes. You're right. I have made a fool of myself. Oh, come now, Bergen. You're so sensitive. And so right. <laughs> the crowning pleasure of the table, with meals, of course, is your coffee. Besides that, if you've chosen well, coffee by itself can be an occasion. When you've chosen Chase and Sanborn coffee, every cup is an occasion. Ample reason in itself to take a few moments mid-morning or mid-afternoon to enjoy its superb flavor. What's more, hand-in-hand hand with the extra flavor of Chase and Sanborn coffee comes the boost that helps you get things done. So, on every count, this longtime favorite goes on winning new friends every day. In the past year, more people changed to Chase and Sanborn coffee than to any other kind on the market. That's the biggest swing in coffee history, a swing to finer flavor. Take advantage of this opportunity. Get all the flavor you're entitled to. Get the product of 80 years of experience blending the choice coffees of the world. That's the secret of Chase and Sanborn flavor, the secret of your satisfaction. Always ask your grocer for Chase and Sanborn coffee. <laughs> Oh, Jim, Ray. Uh, yes, Edgar. Yes, yeah, I want you to both keep Tuesday night open. I've decided to give Charlie a Halloween party and surprise him. Why, certainly, Edgar. I'll be glad to come. Sure. Yes, me too. I say it sounds awfully jolly. Are we going to play games? Yes, yes, and I also want you to wear costumes. Oh, oh, fine, fine. I'll wear my dark brown suit, put a lump of sugar behind each ear, pour cream on my head, and come as a cup of Chase and Sanborn coffee. No, no. no. <laughs> and I'm going to put a candle in my mouth and come as a, as, as a Johnny Lamb. Yeah. A Johnny Lamp. A Johnny Lamp, yeah. No, yes. no. You, oh, you mean a jack-o'-lantern. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 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 Oh, you see, that way, Edgar, that way I can be lit all evening. Yes, oh, you can. Yes. 
You get it, don't you? I mean, about the lantern no. being lit. Yes. The lantern, you don't have to go any farther. <laughs> no. Uh, who else is coming, Edgar? Well, I've invited everybody. Joan Merrill and... Uh, oh, I almost forgot. Where's Mortimer? Mortimer! Mortimer! <laughs> <laughs> help, help. Is you is or is you ain't mother again? All right. <laughs> well, Mortimer. Yeah, that's me. Yes. Say, I want to tell you. Oh, quite. Now, sure, sure. <laughs> Mortimer, hmm? I'm giving a party. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Yes. Who's it for? Hmm? It's Halloween. Hmm? For Halloween. Well, I don't believe I know him. No. <laughs> it's a Halloween party. Oh, I see what you mean now. Yes, and you're invited. Hmm. That's nice, ain't it? Well, of course it is. Do, do you want me? Do you want me to? Uh, uh, do you want me to wear a wear a a, a false face? Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, no. I don't think you'll need one. No. <laughs> You're just flattering me. No, I'm not. Then we shall expect you. I I'll. Uh, Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I say, then we'll expect you. Expect me to what? Uh, well, uh, to be at the party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll be there if I can get the time off from, from a job. You see, I've got a job. You have a job? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, so it goes, you know. Yeah. How to do? Jay. What kind of work are you doing? Hmm? I say, what kind of work are you doing? Well, I've been, uh, I've been, uh... Uh, I go to work, uh, play, see, uh... <laughs> What was the question? Well, was the question, yeah. <laughs> what kind of work are you doing? Well, uh, what, do you, what do you call a fellow, what do you call a fellow that, uh, washes a window? That washes a window? Yeah, uh, you call him, um, see, uh... A window washer? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yep, that's what I do. Well, hanging on the outside of those buildings doesn't seem like a very good job. Yeah, well, it keeps me off the streets. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Marjorie, how long does it take you to wash a window? I, um... I say, how long does it take you to wash a window? Well, there's, um... That, of course, depends on. Yeah. On what? Well, on the... What's going on inside the window? <laughs> yeah. Do you get paid by the window? I, mm, I say, do you get paid by the window? No, no, no. Get paid by the boss. By the boss, yeah. <laughs> Mortimer, how can you be so stupid? Well, I get plenty of sleep and good exercise. I'm asking you. <laughs> our growing merchant fleet. These are not temporary positions, but permanent jobs for the future. Post-war plans for the merchant marine exceed anything ever before known, with devastated countries to be rebuilt, island outposts to be fortified, and new prospects for international trade. The merchant marine offers opportunities fully as great as any American industry today. By joining the merchant marine now, you'll not only ensure your future, but you can be proud of the fact that you belong to one of the most loyal and courageous services in our country. For when final victory is won, there's no organization that'll share in its credit more deservedly than the Merchant Marine. 
Men may apply at once by wiring collect to the Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C., or get information at Maritime Union Halls or U.S. Employment Service offices. Experienced men who qualify will receive free transportation and standby pay until assigned to vessels. From the song by the same name, the sweet music of Ray Noble and the lovely voice of John Merrill, combined in Sweet and Lovely. You know, you know, fellas, this should be interesting. I, I hope it's free. Right this way, right this way, gentlemen. Buy your tickets here. Buy your tickets here. Oh, you gotta here. buy Step tickets, right I see. Yeah, Ray, you and Charlie go ahead. I, I got a stone in my shoe. Oh, come on, Bergen. 
He always pulls that near a box office. <laughs> I, I say, uh, how much are they? Twenty-five cents, children ten cents, babes in arms free. Uh, no, you don't beg him. Put me down. All right, all right. Put me down. That'll be sixty cents, bud. Yeah, uh, but yes, uh, sixty cents, yes. But 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 my name is Edgar Bergen. Sorry, but all people have names. Yeah. All right, here's your money. Here's your money. here's your tickets. Thanks, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly going to report that smart, Alec. Here you are, folks. Get your programs. You can't tell a chattering baboon from your mother-in-law without a program. Why, Orson, I thought you were giving a lecture here. What are you doing with that guide coat on? Well, it's rather cold in here. I see. That explanation ain't so hot either. <laughs> but don't tell me, Orson, that you're just a guide. Well, certainly I'll do anything to further the cause of education mm -hmm. and also to pick up an extra buck. <laughs> Well, I have a complaint to make. After we paid our admission, the ticket seller called us suckers. There's no admission charge here. There isn't? No sucker, uh, sir. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, here's a ticket right here. It says good for one admission to the New York World's Fair. Oh, no, look. No, fellas. Look, we came to hear a lecture. So, uh, get on with it, my good man. LAUGHTER very well. Gentlemen, right over here is the first exhibit. It starts with the evolution of man. It was over 80 million years ago that Lobar Molossus, or the lungfish, first crawled out of the deep, abysmal swamp, reeking with a dank, sultry smell of fetid vegetation. What do you suppose it did? Held its nose? No, no. <laughs> no, it continued to adapt itself to its new environment, so that upon that supposition, we believe that man is a descendant of the fish. <laughs> Are you descended from a fish, Ray? <laughs> well, of course. Uh, I must confess that in the spring, I, I do have a mad desire to swim upstream. You know. <laughs> On my left, we have the Mastanonai, uh, the Triceratops, and the Monoclonias. Leaving on track two. <laughs> And in this group are the Tyrannosaurs, the Brontosaurs, and the Dinosaurs. And a whiskey sour. Make it two. Uh, yeah. Please. Please. Quiet. Are there any questions? When did they live? Well, they were here as recently as 15 million years ago. Hmm. Oh, that's a shame. We just missed them. <laughs> I say, uh, uh, was this, uh, uh, this fossil uh, a man-killing beast? No, this was a docile fossil. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and stop feeding it peanuts. Can't you see it's only a skeleton? I know, old chap. I was only feeding him the shells. <laughs> well, in that case. Now, let's all get back to the Miocene age. Uh, you go. I'll wait here. Mm -hmm. This period goes way back when old faithful Geyser was just a little squirt. Or even before the Dead Sea took sick. <laughs> Isn't that keen? <laughs> I made that up myself. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. Orson, you're forcing. <laughs> Let's see now, where was I? Yeah. Uh, there's something interesting, something yeah. very interesting. Oh, yes, I was talking about myself. Yeah. Are there any questions? How can we get our money back? <laughs> now, if you'll step a little closer, we want to keep the sidewalk clear. I'd like to give you a scientific demonstration of the little marble potato peeler. No, oh, no I'm sorry, sorry, that? that's yeah. another lecture I have. Mm -hmm. It's quite a different mm -hmm. subject yeah. now. Say, uh, what is that skeleton? Uh, well, it's the duck-billed dinosaur, or trachodon. Well, make up your mind. Which one is it? Well, it's one and the same. Oh. You know, there are some people who actually don't know 
the difference between a stegosaurus from a brontosaurus. They just don't oh, know. heavens, let's have nothing to do with them. <laughs> Are there any questions? Yes. Where can we get another guide? Quiet. A good point. Now, over here, we have the Hall of Living Mammals. Well, where are the pebbles? Home with the kittles. No. <laughs> and shut up. Yeah. Now we come to the Paleontholic exhibit. Here is the Neanderthal or Homo Neanderthalensis. <laughs> they hardly got in, did they? <laughs> what does that mean? Are the Homo Neanderthalensis? Yes, yes. Well, darned if I know, but doesn't it sound impressive? Yes, it does. Uh, now, according to the genealogist, there was the trineal man, or mm. pithecanthropus, followed yes. by the piltdown man, or aoanthropus ventriloquus bergoni. Yes. Would you mind dragging that past again in low gear? <laughs> Quiet, please. You're so noisy, I can't hear what I'm saying. You're not missing a thing. <laughs> now, in this case here, we have the perfect example of the pre-Neanderthal man, or missing link. Yeah, but, Professor... Notice the expressionless eyes, the receding forehead, and the flat... Cranium. Yes, but Professor... It's the most illiterate face I ever looked at. I got a TL for you. You're looking in a mirror. Yeah! <laughs> well, Edgar, how was your visit to the museum? Well, it was very interesting. We learned all about the Neanderthal man, the Cro-Magnon man... And the Java Man. Well, speaking of Java Man, that really yeah. starts me on a train of pleasant yeah, memories. Of good food, good company, and your own good pleasure at sight of a cup and saucer. The sight of your coffee cup is a promise, too, when there's Chase and Sanborn coffee on hand. The promise of all the coffee satisfaction a cup can possibly hold. So fill it up, drink up, and have another. Enjoy the richer, more flavorful blend that made the second cup famous. Through the past 80 years, Chase and Sanborn flavor has made history become a tradition. And in the past year, more people changed to Chase and Sanborn coffee than to any other kind on the market. That's the biggest swing in coffee history. But even so, it's only half the story. Besides that, in the hotel and restaurant field where coffee simply has to be good, Chase and Sanborn are the leading coffee roasters. You're entitled to all this extra goodness, so make sure that you get it. Ask your grocer for delicious Chase and Sanborn coffee every time. Well, Charlie, after visiting the museum, I suppose you can tell your schoolmates where all the prehistoric monsters came from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's from the prehistoric club. No, 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 no. No, they remember, they, they came from the Ice Age. Yeah. And that was way back when Mother Nature, for thousands of years, wore an ice cap. Oh, she must have had a terrific hangover. Yes. <laughs> and do you realize those dinosaurs we looked at in the museum? Yes. Do you realize that they weighed 30 tons? No. Yes, 30 tons? Yes. Is that strip? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> again next week when Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, Effie Klinker, Orson Welles, Joan Merrill, Ray Noble, and all of us will be on hand. And Charlie will take over tips on models with that famous authority on the subject, Mr. John Powers. This week when you're buying coffee, think of us and ask for Chase and Sanborn coffee. Coffee made to serve in times like these. 
This is Jim Amici saying goodnight from New York's Radio City. Friends, you already know about vitamins, but here's something you may not know. According to a U.S. government survey, three out of four people were not getting an adequate diet. Thus, they probably lacked not merely vitamins, but minerals as well. More than that, science tells us that without adequate minerals, you cannot even hope to get the full benefit of some vitamins. And that's why millions will want to try exciting new STAMS tablets. For STAMS give you both vitamins and minerals. Yes, STAMS give you minerals too. Not just a few, but nine. Nine minerals. And these nine minerals are added to eight vitamins, including every vitamin as well as every mineral recognized as essential by the U.S. government. Yes, eight vitamins plus nine minerals are in STAMS. Just read the label for full information and dosage. And today, ask your druggist for S-T-A-M-S, STAMS. This is the National Broadcasting Company. KFI, Los Angeles, by transport.